Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Great words of wisdom. You know, we all find ourselves in situations in which we hear somebody make a very profound statement. Probably it was just off-the-cuff statement or one that was not particularly practiced or uh, prepared for a particular situation, but just a comment. But somehow it struck us. It just struck a chord and kind of was a profound statement at the time. And you say to yourself, hmm, I'm going to remember that. That's a statement I'm going to need to remember. I'm going to use that one, you know, as well. And we do. We kind of store it away in our memory bank, or we use it, you know, within the near future in an appropriate kind of way. Maybe even giving credit from where that statement came from. But, you know, once in a while, we come upon a person who touches our lives, and in a very, very profound kind of way. And it changes us forever. Or we will read something that is very profound and has a very definite impact upon our thinking, our views on life, our perspective in a situation. You know, or we come upon a kind of a statement, maybe a verse or a piece of poetry or some kind of a remark. It just is of that nature. It just strikes us at the moment and it was the word for the day it was the word for the moment it's the word that we needed on that particular time and that day you know recently I uh, came upon some writings and uh, quotes and statements from H. Jackson Brown now Mr. Brown is a um, writer and has written many many books of encouragement and attitude adjustment, if you will. And um, in the book that came to my attention is entitled A Hero in Every Heart. He speaks about ways in which champions think and adds even the flavor that if you think in a particular way, you're more likely to be a champion. Ways in which people become very... um, persistent in their life and committed to their goals in life and are more likely to enter into a plan where their goals are fulfilled and reached in a timely manner. There are people in our life who just kind of move us along in that continuum. We call them heroes. We call them the heroes of our life because they somehow represent a model, an example and drive us forward so that we become all that we can. Now, in this little booklet that he wrote, I was impressed with a section, which he just calls 16 Steps. But you know, it's 16 Steps of Greatness, 16 Steps Towards Championship Living, 16 Steps Towards Achievement, 16 Steps Towards Exemplary Living, 16 Steps Towards Living a Life of Completion and Fulfillment and Success and Achievement. What are they? You know, maybe sometimes we just need to have certain words said to us, certain verses, certain pieces of poetry, certain quotes 
and then we just kind of somehow pick up and go forward and live our life for the next 10 days perhaps or 10 hours or whatever it might be until we need another one of these kinds of quotes. Call them a shot in the arm, if you will, a pat on the back, if you will, a motivational push, if you will. So what are these 16 steps? Let me just kind of read eight of them. I'll just take half of them. And then we'll do the other half at another time. But just so you can get your hands around these little ideas and that you might be able to move forward in your life. Now, maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're in pain. Maybe you're in anxiety. Maybe you're in depression. Maybe you're in a bewildered state of mind at this point in time. Maybe you're not quite sure you know, where your life is going or how to get there. Maybe you're just stuck. And sometimes to get unstuck, we need somebody to say something to us. Not to beat us up or to criticize us or to downgrade us in any way, but to give us words of encouragement, words of hope, words of futurism, you know, words that just push us to the next level. Here's one. Never underestimate your opponent. You know, sometimes we do that. We have opponents in our life. We have people that don't like us. We have people who are uh, competitive with us. We have people who would rather us fail and they succeed. That's the way life is. Whether you're 10 years of age or 20, 40, 60, 80, whatever it is. You know, you have people in your life that you might call opponents. Not necessarily enemies, but opponents. In other words, they're challenging you. They're a challenge to you. They would like to win. They would like to win over you. They'd like to have more success than you. They'd like to have more accomplishment than you. They'd like to have more recognition than you. Never underestimate your opponent. In other words, your opponent could come out of the closet someday and catch you off guard and overdo you. And it could be financially. It could be socially. It could be in any kind of way. But your opponent is capable and competent to overdo you and succeed beyond your level at this point in time and take your job away, take your promotion away, take your recognition away, take your success accomplishments away, take away the accolades that belong to you. Opponents do that. So never underestimate your opponent. Here's number two. Work on your weaknesses until they become your strong points. You know, we all have weaknesses, that's true. Some of us are socially weaker than others. Some of us are financially weaker than others. Some of us are communicationally weaker than others. Some are assertive and some are not. You know, some of us have uh, abilities to undertake a task and uh, perform a task successfully while others cannot do that might be the skill of carpentry or the skill of, of just fixing things, whatever it might be. But we all have these weaknesses. But really to be a success and to be an achiever, identify your weakness and then work on it until it becomes one of your strengths. Now it may not be your highest strength, your best strength, your strongest strength, but it can be a strength for you. In other words, you can strengthen your weaknesses and you'll become more competent. You become more confident. 
you'll have more chance to move forward you know, in your life because you'll have more uh, tendency to say, I can do it. I can do it. So whatever your weaknesses are, don't be intimidated by them. We all have them. But take them and build strength. Okay, here's another one. Remember that a great effort is usually the result of a great attitude. In other words, attitude becomes the driving factor to our effort, to our, to our output, to our production. We don't just sit down and produce. We don't sit down and just succeed. We have an attitude that drives us to do the things that lead to success. We have an attitude that keeps us going and keeps us moving forward so that we become a successful person. You see, it's the attitude that is the driving engine of effort and of work and of performance. Your performance can be much better than it usually is if you have an attitude of, I can do it, I can do it, or I'll learn to do it, I'm able to do it, I've done it before, I can do it now, I can do it better, I can learn to do it better. That kind of attitude. Okay, here's number four. Dedicate yourself to a mighty purpose. Successful people are purpose-driven. People who live a life of effectiveness and uh, personal enjoyment and personal success are purpose-driven. Have a mighty purpose. Have that big, big, hairy purpose in life. Know why you exist. Know why you get up in the morning. Know why you were born. Know why you're here on earth. Know why you are who you are. And who made you to be who you are. Dedicate yourself to the purpose for which you exist, for the purpose for which you are on earth, for the purpose for which you are in this marriage, for the purpose for which you are a father, the purpose for which you are a wife, mother, the purpose for which you are an employee, an employer, a manager, a supervisor, whatever it might be. Dedicate yourself to the purpose that you have in those roles in your life and play them well. Live them out well. Not only for your, good, your own sake, but for the sake of those around you and with you and those that you supervise and are responsible for. Here's number five. Win with humility, but lose with grace. You know, every little kid out on that baseball field, every little kid in that football stadium, every little kid in that track, you know, wants to win. We all want to win, but you know only a few people win. Most of us come in second or third or eighth or fifteenth or whatever it might be. We don't we don't win. But you know, those that win must have that sense of humility. They worked hard, they earned it. Not to lord it over anybody, but you know, if you lose, you lose with grace. You lose with a sense of kindness and gratitude and graciousness towards others. Grace is just to let other people have the success that they've earned. Allow them to enjoy and savor the success that they've achieved and they've earned. Here's number six. Ignore those with, who discourage you. Ignore those who discourage you. We all have people who discourage us. 
There are people who say things that are just awful. Things that say things that are discouraging. People say things that are just hurtful with deep, deep, deep hurt. Name-calling, teasing, bullying behavior. You know, we, we all have that in our life in some way, in some form, at some point in time in our life. Ignore those who discourage you. Ignore those who bully you. Ignore those that lord over you. Ignore those that somehow jeer you and make you feel less than a whole person. Make you feel stupid. Make you feel dumb. Make you feel unsuccessful, unimportant. Ignore those people. Get them out of your life. Move away from them. Don't be around them. Get distance between yourself and anyone that does that to you, discourages you. Okay, here's number seven, okay? Work to improve your moral and spiritual strengths as well as your physical strengths. You know, we live in a world that emphasizes our physical appearance. Whether you're female or whether you're male, physical appearance is emphasized in the world in which we live. You know, and some of us buy into that. And many of us spend a great deal of money trying to improve our appearance in some way. You know, but then we neglect something that's very important. It is our moral development, our ethical development, our spiritual development. We ignore those. We ignore that attitudinal development. Somehow or another, we get caught in this idea of how we look and how strong we are and how attractive we are and how many friends we have and how much money we have and how much we have to show the world that we're successful. But work to improve your moral and spiritual strength just as much as you work to improve your physical strength. And might even want to change it a little bit by saying, your moral and spiritual strength and attitudinal strength and character strength is more important than your physical strength in the long run. So get priority straight on that one. Okay? And here's number eight. Here's the last one for today. Remember that how you conduct yourself off the field is just as important as how you conduct yourself on the field. You know... Being on stage, being on the 50-yard line, being at the center court, being first in the uh, track and field event, uh, somehow being uh, better up first or second or third is somehow important. And somehow we give a great deal of value to that. And we kind of pride ourselves in the fact that we are on the field and we are getting attention. could be the stage or the actor, or the actress. You know, could be the um, spotlight in the television for the actress, or whatever. But the important thing is that you conduct yourself on the stage, on the field, on the court, just as the way that you conduct yourself off the court, off the stage. In other words, be real. Don't be two different people. One in public and one in private. One in the home and one in public. Your kids will notice the difference. Your wife will notice the difference. Your husband will notice the difference. 
Your friends will notice the difference, and it's not good. It's not good to have a reputation that people know you for being one kind of a person in the public and being a different person in the private world. We've heard that in church many, many, many times. People are hypocrites. They behave one way on Sunday in the church, but they behave a different way during the week in their business world. How sad. You see, to achieve success, to achieve accomplishment, and recognition for your accomplishment, you got to be genuine. Be the same person, whether you're on the field or off the field. Be kind in both places. Be considerate in both places. Be compassionate in both places. Be competitive in both places. Work hard in both places. Be successful in both places. Don't become schizophrenic and have one life in public and one life in private. Don't do that. Bring your life together so that you are the person whose genuine character, no matter where you are, and whoever knows you and sees you in different places will know that you're genuine. Hey, thanks for joining me. This is part one on our topic of um, being a hero, being successful, living a life of achievement and accomplishment, being an extraordinary person. There are 16 steps along the way. We've just looked at eight of them. Join me in a couple days and we'll kind of pick up another eight and kind of look at the ways in which we can learn from each other, but learn to live a life of achievement and accomplishment, success and attainment in all areas of our life. Bye for now.